to Disjointed. Our podcast mission is to bring a voice to the problems facing decision-making in the built environment. Today, communication and processes are disjointed in the world of design and construction. Work happens across tools, teams, and timelines, making it hard to keep everyone connected. It's a constant challenge to reduce friction and meet project expectations. We believe there's a better way. Well, thanks for joining in for another episode. I'm excited for today's guest. I have Jordan Lover with me. Jordan, say hello to everybody. Hey, Jeff. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Thanks, uh, thanks for Jeff, for having me on your new show. Uh, I appreciate it. This is it's been a long run. We've had a chance to to work together, to interview together before. I think most people usually think of you with some of those lines you have in the background there around the mixed reality thing, but. Let everybody know what you're up to now and, and kind of where your passions lie now, Jordan. I'm, I'm just glad they're thinking of me, man. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, uh, so I'm at, I'm at Trimble. Um, I've been at Trimble for, uh, for about nine years now. And for a really good chunk of that, about six years, um, I ran the mixed reality business at Trimble. So if you're familiar with the Trimble XR10 HoloLens hard hat and the Trimble Connect HoloLens apps and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, those are the ventures that I've been driving for for the last while. Um, so yeah, so just recently I took a took a new role within Trimble. I'm still working in that same kind of field of on-site buildings construction, um, but. Maybe just taking a little bit of a step back out of mixed reality world, right? Trimbleverse or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, uh, you know, if I'm honest with you, Jeff, um, you know, I'm a tech guy, first and foremost. Um, I feel like I've spent most of my career thus far uh, with a hammer looking for nails, and that hammer was a HoloLens. Um, and, you know, I, I just got to a point and I was like, you know, I feel like I'm just kind of making it up as I go when I talk to construction guys at this point. And I need to like take a step back and go learn a lot more about the field and then start looking at the technology side and like really discovering the problems, you know, find the nails first um, and then start looking bigger picture. So that's exactly what my new role is. I'm the director of product strategy for uh, our buildings construction field solutions uh, sector within Trimble, which is a fancy way of saying all the stuff that you would use out on a construction site. So the robot dogs and the laser scanners and the total stations, all that kind of stuff. Um, and really just trying to take a step back and then envision what we want that to look like 10 years from now, right? What is Trimble's vision for onsite construction 10 years from now? Um, and only once we kind of start to articulate that vision, can we then start backcasting off of it and saying, okay, what, what should we be doing now? Well, I think that's an awesome path, right? It, a lot of us started with a hammer looking for nails everywhere we go and eventually figured out in our careers that we had to take that step back. So during that step back, it's a good time for me to bring you on and talk about disjointed because it's exactly what we're here to talk about. You're stepping back and looking at the problems. So when you hear disjointed and you know, you've seen the first season and episodes come out, what comes to your mind when you think of disjointed, you know, and as you, as you sort of reflect and, and look back. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I think I'm I'm still too early in the new role to like really start nailing into like the 
the customer problems in the way that I that I want to to be able to articulate it clearly. But looking re- retrospectively over the last five plus years working on mixed reality, I think for me, when you say the word disjointed, I I think data and and workflows. Um, the and you know almost any customer who's who's tech forward would tell you the same thing that none of the stuff talks to each other, right? Like, you know, and and by stuff, I mean different contractors and different pieces of software and different pieces of hardware and literally anything that you can imagine. It's not talking to each other in, in the same uh, in the same way that it should be. And so, you know, I think for me, that's that's really coming into focus. And it's really a higher level macro Trimble vision as well, is to really start bringing this stuff together, right? Like, you know, the average contractor shouldn't have to have 30 different pieces of software under different names that are all doing different things, but maybe with the same data. And I got to plug a flash drive into one computer and then bring it over here. And it's just, it's messy, right? I don't even need to go into it. Like your audience knows about it already. Um, you know, we just want to simplify that and really, you know, that that's our vision of kind of going after some of this disjointedness. It's just like, you know, you put all this investment into technology or you're starting to and, and really investment in technology is really an investment in data and cr- creating and capturing data about a, a job, right? Either before you're starting or during the construction or afterwards for the operations. and how can we just make that more usable for everybody, right? Not not just the people that made the data, maybe, you know, other people who are working, you know, working with those people, right? So that collaboration between the people, the collaboration between the data, and really just, you know, I, I think about it from a, from a field construction standpoint. And I think the easiest way that I can boil it down is that it's a black box, the construction site with inputs and outputs, right? This is my this is my computer background coming in, right? You've got a black box and there's inputs and those inputs are your BIM, they're your schedule, they're your estimating, they're all these things, right? That you like sit in an office and you create a perfect digital world of what you want it to be. Um, and then something happens out there, right? I don't know what it is, There's it's a black box, right? And then there's outputs, right? And those outputs like go back to those same people in the office and it's much of the same stuff, right? It's like more or less today, it's it's ticketing systems, right? It's like, yeah. well, so-and-so did this work and so-and-so did this work, so-and-so didn't do this work or they didn't do it right or whatever, right? Um, and it's, you know, it's just a circle um, and and it's not a particularly efficient one today. And uh, I'm, I'm realizing that very quickly and, it's what I want to go spend more time looking at and trying to figure out how we can solve it. Well, and and I think you're going to find, because we've heard the data piece quite consistently across the show. I've heard it across my career, but as I go macro, and I, I'm going to guess as you go macro, you hit the nail on the head. There's also people involved in this, right? As you say, there's this black box, but what what's not highlighted in that black box when it comes to the data and the design is the intent, is the is is what those outputs were needing to pull towards because they could pull in so many different directions. You can be a a Microsoft like we talked to that has a portfolio that's consistently focused on um you know attracting new talent in the future and being available to um to take advantages of the changes and is is focused on social governance and other and other metrics. 
And then, you know, you've also got builders who are thinking about how many hospital beds they can possibly get out and how quickly they can get them out. And they're trying to articulate that putting a straight up flat cold corridor down a down a hallway in a in a medical facility is really bad for everybody. Well, that's really different. That's a big change. You're going to find that there's people silos and and people that are also preventing that data. And that's where, you know, I've seen the disjointedness between we have teams like you out there trying to solve things great, software companies trying to solve big problems. But we have to get the people bought in to the change. You know, I just had Kurt Newbeck on and, and Kurt really talked about the anatomy of understanding a decision that's not completely informed. I think that's just a perfect um, portrait of what's going on in construction right now. So when you think about that disjointedness, when you think about coming out to that macro level, I know you got time, but what even comes to mind? I, I think that that disjointedness that I speak of makes it incredibly difficult to be informed. Like you could have all the data in the world about a site and what's going on or whatever, right? But if it's unorganized or the pieces aren't talking to each other, you spend more time digging for answers than than it's worth, right? And so you just end up going out there, you know, with intent to do work that's maybe not fully informed, right? Um, I saw a presentation a couple of days ago that, you know, I, I tend to gravitate towards like idealist worlds, right? Like I try to, I, I try to put my mind, you know, 20, 30 years out in the future. I'm like, you know, in an ideal world, what could this look like? Cause I think it starts to give us some direction of where to, where to work now to, to get towards those types of things. Um, and sometimes I, you know, I get out in cloud land and, you know, I start thinking about things that, that aren't realistic, but you know, I, th I think it's fun to do sometimes. But one of, one of the ideas that I really don't think is that far off is like, you know, when I talk about this, like, black box idea, right? It's it's a way of simplifying something that's very, very complex, right? And another thing that's very complex are all these pieces of technology that we're putting out there, right? It's like when I talk about all these different pieces of software that you need to know how to use and different pieces of hardware and like this data is here and this data is here. Well, this is up in Google Drive and I've got this on flash drives and yada, 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 right? I saw a presentation the other day that kind of outlined this concept that was like, what if there was just one app that you opened at the start of your day? It knew who you were. It said, you're Jeff. I know who you are because you had to log in. And I know what your role is on this site. And who cares how, but that app is smart enough to just tell you what you need to do today, right? It informs you right out the gate, right? It puts you on some kind of a front page. It's like, here are your top work orders and here are things that are calling to your attention and yada, 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 right? And that's where you start and end your day, right? You start your day there, you go do some work and then you end your day. Maybe you're, you know, you know that's the example for someone maybe working out in the field, but let's imagine it from the perspective of someone who's, who's working in the office and they're doing estimating or they're doing BIM or something like that. You know, today they have to like keep straight all these different pieces of software they're using. No, what if it was just one app, right? And you went in and it's like, I estimate that you probably need to do some BIM today. 
And like, it just takes you to like, it doesn't even like, it doesn't need to be called SketchUp. It doesn't need to be called Revit. Like, it's just, it's a Chrome browser, right? <laughs> um, that, that to me is like starting to cut through some of that disjointedness, right? It's like, all those pieces exist today, right? All those algorithms exist. What if we started decoupling them from the concept that like, well, these algorithms all kind of aggregate into Revit and these algorithms all aggregate into Tecla or WinEst or whatever, right? Um, and it just became a series of workflows in, in a browser page. And those workflows were tailored to the human that it knew was accessing them. And all of a sudden, whoever logs into that system has the access to the same data and the same and whatever workflows they need to be doing on that data on any given day. Like that to me cuts straight back to what you're talking about of being informed, right? Yep. It's like you're reducing any opaqueness in, in the information cycle on a construction site when, you know, we could rely on computers and technology to help make that more transparent to us, right? Especially when you start thinking a little bit further out into machine learning and AI, right? It's like, yeah. let them analyze the data for us and tell and tell us what they think we should be doing instead of the other way around, right? Yeah, just, just get me the trends and give me the opportunity to make a choice on it. But you hit a couple of things. Right. I want to step you back a little sure. bit. The first one was, I think what I heard is a lot of the disjointedness you're talking about in data and those things is actually driving bad information to make decisions. And that's actually separate that from intent. And that's a, it's a nuance in the business that we're in, but in construction, there is so much um, of a, as Josh Bone put it early on, this gunslinger mentality of having to fight your way out of, of everywhere. A lot of that comes to, there's this idea that I'm not telling you these things because I don't want to, but you've actually said, I'm not telling you these things. Cause quite frankly, I can't find them and don't actually know them. I'm telling you what I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a real clear difference. And it, it opens up a problem statement so people can look at each other and go, oh, wait, this whole technology thing about having good data facilitates good decisions because if you can find it, then you can give it to me. You can't give me something you don't know or don't have. Um, and th that really changes people sitting at the table. Um, the other one is I want to give you way credit for that single app, but I also want to give myself credit because I got laughed at way back <laughs> when I started with James. I had it a little different, Jordan, because I didn't think about the one app. I thought you'd take this phone and use something like Bluetooth, low emission, and you'd walk onto the site and the app you needed would present itself to you mm, because a lot of what you're doing is not understanding. All right, I'm here. And what am I doing? And it would effectively go, what's your role on this site today? And you go, well, I'm here to pour concrete. Well, here's what we're doing, you know? Um, so I really like that because I think, again, it's about just what you said, knowing what the heck to do. Just reducing the friction between the human and the technology, between the human and the problem, when we reduce the friction, then we can get back to the problem. We can focus um, and have a discussion. What you're saying right now is, is we just have too much friction that's created by confusion or disjointedness. Yeah. 
there's a lot of noise, right? It's like, how, how do we cut through that noise and, and, you know, take a lot of data that's being created and captured and actually make it usable, right? I like your idea of, of the Bluetooth thing. I'll probably go patent it. Um, the, <laughs> you know, I, I think it, it speaks to the same thing, right? Like the, the immediate thing that I thought about when you were saying that is like, well, instead of Bluetooth emissions, just do that from an augmented reality device, right? It's like an augmented reality device knows where you are on a site, right? Mm -hmm. And you're logged into it. So it knows who you are and it knows that you're the plumber, right? And so there's no reason why that shouldn't be smart enough to just show you the most relevant data that you need for your work at that moment, instead of you going and hunting for it, right? What software application do I need to get into to get this data that's going to help inform me doing something? No, stop it, right? Let the computer feed that to you, right? Like, I think that's the next step. Uh, and, you know, for, for anyone that asks the question, like, why do I need to log in to all of Trimble's stuff now that I used to be able to just pick it up? That's why, right? It's like, we're not trying to, like, steal your, we're not, you know, we're not Facebook. We're not trying to steal your data, right? <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're just trying, like, that's our, our vision. It's like, how can we better understand who is using our stuff so that we can cater the experience and cater the data and cater the workflow to what they need? Um and you can reduce the friction to getting to it. I mean, right. ultimately, that's that's the key component is you got to reduce the friction to getting to it. Why? Because consistently we have to get things done. And, and unfortunately, I'm going to, you know, because you're in a new role. So you have to, you're going to have to learn this yourself. But I'm going to tell you now, they don't even go to an app to find it. They go to their email right. to find <laughs> the information that's locked in some sort of what we're all really, right. truly fighting, which which right. uh, I'm, I'm going to be horrible because I can't remember who posted it. But um that we're all really fighting against Excel or spreadsheets. I don't want to have Microsoft come after me, but spreadsheets and, and documents and PDFs is what we're all really fighting to get them all joined into a thing. So just to get them to open up an app versus opening up their email. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go there with it. Um, I, uh, Jeff, I, I know it's your podcast, but I'm going to ask you a question. Um, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts, you know, while we're in the, in the kind of train of thought of thinking about idealism and, and perfect worlds, um, you know, when, when you made the comment about kind of intent versus access to data, like there was kind of one other piece that I think kind of shines through there, which, um, no offense to anybody's ego, which is like, I know how to do this. Um, I've been doing it for 40 years. Right. Um, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Like, let's imagine a perfect world where you put just boatloads of money upfront investment into, you know, what we at Trimble would call the constructible model, right? Like super high LOD model down to the nut and bolt with all the metadata you could ever want in your life. That is an exact replica. Who cares how you got there? But you have an sure. exact replica digitally of what you're supposed to go build on site. And there's no room for interpretation. And then we also give you the tools to make sure that that data is super accessible on site, right? Let's imagine that some future augmented reality device that you walk out on site and it just shows you what you need to build that day, right? So there's no room for human interpretation in that scenario anymore, right? You have a per perfect model translated to where you're supposed to, right? It's like me doing Legos, right? It's yep. like, do this here. Yep. Do you think people would follow it? Or they say like, I don't trust this thing. I, I still know how to do this better. Um, I think currently there'd be a lack of trust in it. Um, and, and I, I would have to, to come back with you on the fact that, 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 that LOD, that level of D 
detail and that constructability was, you know, so if it was modeled by plumbers and sheet metal and, um, you know, my electrical folks and the structural, you know, the structural steel folks. And it was, it's truly, you got enough room to install. You got enough room to do that. Um, no, because I don't think there's trust. I think ultimately we don't have trust yet. So you build it right. Like, so, so again, like I agree with you, like you got to make sure that everyone was involved in building that design, et cetera, et cetera. Right. We're talking ideal worlds. Let's imagine that's all done. Right. Like this is a, for lack of a better buzzword is a digital twin of what, what is to be built. How do we build that trust with people to, to make them trust it? Like, Hey, this is, you know, this is what we were supposed to build. And I can literally like, just like turn my brain off and just build what it's telling me to build. Um, well, it, that one is the one you got to be careful of because when we talk about turning brains off, people start to become, uh, or they feel devalued. And that's what we have to be really careful of is, is that all of these tools that we bring to the environment, um, aren't there to devalue any one person in the, in the process. And it's actually to elevate people. Um, and they need to, something we also need to understand in, in our side of things, at least from my perspective is that, um, at the end of the day, these folks are builders, so they must be connected to the fact that they, they build it and that they create these things and have a key role in creating them. As long as that's been you know, integrated into that process and understood, then I think you have a chance to elevate. That's the, the first thing there for, for is keeping builders builders um, and keeping them engaged in the process and making them realize that, that that's what they're there for. Also, in the reality of things, no matter how well you do that, part of the the digital twin process, which everybody knows I'm not a big fan of that word, but we're going to use it here, is part of that digital twin and data twin process is never anything that we model is in reality what goes in. And there's always a, a change here and there because no matter the best model you create, you can't predict reality and gravity and the way things work. So we have to make sure that we embrace and allow those those decisions to be made through a human. And that's what you're talking about with with machine learning and AI is not it's not going to know what we want. It's going to give us the opportunity and provide us a few ways to get out. So as long as that's done and we've created trust. Here's the other thing and I'm going to bring it back to me at Disjointed and us here at Disjointed is this is about getting rid of those egos in such a way that we understand your ego is a good thing in that it gives you confidence in what you can build and do and produce in reality, but holding on to it like it defines you and that that knowledge defines you and and you need to win your idea hurts us all. It's that it's a combination of Jordan's incredible ability to understand where mixed reality and uh, augmented reality and these other solutions can go. And it's mine understanding people in the process. And it's the builders understanding the advancements in tech, in construction technology from um, productization and industrialization and um and then in scheduling and those other things that that you do in sequencing and in doing these things in the most efficient fashion, right? You have to be able to bring all those people and those important egos together, have them drop them at the door and have a really difficult non-kumbaya. This isn't about us agreeing. It's about us agreeing to disagree and then leaving that to 
create something brand new. Uh, to me, that's how you get there. So, um, so with that, now we've given you a lot and you have a really cool role, right? To, and an opportunity in your time frame of your job right now to take a step out and look at these things and look for nails and look for problems. So if you could send me out, Jordan, on anything to do here at Disjointed that fits to what we're doing, where would you send me? What would you want to know more about? I think one of the lowest hanging fruits we could go do is talking to those who are actually out there. You know, I'm, I'm a, I obviously come at this from a technology bias, but you know, going out and talking to the folks who are are open to technology and have maybe put their put their toes in the water, right? They're maybe using a solution here or there, or a total station here or there. Um, but for some reason, they haven't taken that next step, right? Of being like, we're fully gonna, you know, get in bed with this idea of digital transformation and, you know, really embracing this technology. And, and I think if, if we go and we talk to those people, we're really going to start to uncover what fundamentally comes down to a return on investment question, right? Because that's ultimately what a lot of this comes back to, right? It's, Hey, yeah, we put this out there, you know, maybe it's, you know, we're, we've invested a lot into BIM and we're using Revit or whatever. And yeah, we end up with these models. Um, but then what, right? Like to me, that's, that's like one of the age old examples of disjointedness, right? It's I'm investing money in one part of this process, but I don't feel that I'm seeing dividends down the path, right? You and I, Jeff, we both know that like, if you invest money into BIM and you also invest money into good ways to leverage that BIM, let's use mixed reality as an example, right? That you'll get more and more money out of that upfront investment that you did, right? So it's almost mm -hmm. this idea of like one plus one equals three, right? If you start putting more of these things together, they're, they together are, are more than, than just their aggregate. And I think that, that type of research and, and customer conversation is where we really start to flesh out what needs to be connected, right? Like where does, who needs access to that data? How could it empower people out in the field? How could it empower the pieces of hardware that are being used by the people out in the field? Like what, wouldn't it be cool if this software could talk to this software? And if I made a change in my model that automatically updates my schedule and my estimate and like, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like I think those, those are kind of the nearest term pieces that we need to start, you know, really fully understanding to put together to ultimately start working towards this vision that you know that, that i outlined earlier of just like this black box right this like mm -hmm. one platform i just go in and it tells me what to do right yeah it's very I idealist but you know what makes up that black box is a lot of work and a lot of algorithms and a lot of data connections um and honestly a lot of collaboration across yeah. technology companies right like Trimble needs to be working with Autodesk needs to be working with Procore needs to be working with Bentley, et cetera. And I think you're starting to see more of that getting embraced. Um, you know, I can speak from, from the tech side. I'm seeing more of that. Um, just this idea that like, Hey man, we're all working towards the same thing. Like there's enough to go around. This is such a massive industry and a massive opportunity that like, we just need to make this stuff play well together. Um, and, and do right by our customers. That's ultimately what we're all trying to do. Well, and I, I love that you go there because I, I find us all in this space, even though 
we might consider ourselves new to this space as far as leadership goes, but I think that the new changing in the leadership is Jordan taking us there, right? What I'm hearing from you is part of what disjointed can be talking about is, is, is that we've got to lead an example. You just said it. You said, you know, what we consider the top four in that world, Trimble, Autodesk, Procore, you know, um, we've all got to play together and, you know, add Oracle and others into this, right? We all have to realize that it, that ultimately our customers are the builders, the contractors, the AECO suppliers, all of those folks are our customers. And, and it's our job to create this, this jointedness from the disjointedness. But also what I heard there too is something I want to bring out because it's really what we're trying to do here at the show. And what I'm trying to do is, is, is in a lot of cases, there's just places where you talked about it didn't work. And we've got to go into those places where it didn't work. And instead of yell at them and say, technology is your tool and your answer. We need to extend an olive branch and say, okay, why wasn't it? And open them up to chastise us a bit and cut us up a bit. And we have to show them that we can drop our egos, make an adjustment and learn from them. And it might be a difficult conversation, but we can do that. So those are the two things I heard that I think to me, we have to leave this thing on because it's impactful for what we can do as companies, what we can do as leaders. And it's why I appreciate sitting across from ta- and talking to you. So I want others to have that opportunity, Jordan. So let them know where they can connect with you, how they can connect with Trimble. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm most active on LinkedIn. So if you want to look me up, Jordan Lover, um, it's like lawyer, but it's a V instead of a Y. Um, I am always posting all kinds of fun stuff on there about what we're doing at Trimble. But um, it's also, I would say, the best place to engage with me and, and really kind of start some of those conversations like what you were just saying, Jeff, right? Like just one example from last night, right? We we announced this new product last week, FieldLink MR, and, you know, the buzz was huge, right? And, you know, you get hundreds and hundreds of comments on your post. And, like, I'm the brain that looks past all the, ooh, this is so cool, congratulations. And I hone straight in on the guy that's like, this is bullshit. Right. Like, I don't believe it. Right. Yeah. Maybe the big contractors or yeah, maybe in 10 years, I want to talk to that guy. Right. Like, I want to know where's that skepticism coming from? Like, who burnt you? Right. Because you got burnt by somebody. We all have. Right. Like, like the tech guys have burned everybody at one point or another. Like, I want to talk to you, man. Like, I want to understand, like, you know, and it could just be, you know, an, an informing thing, right? Maybe, you know, they, they don't understand what it is or what it can do today. Or maybe I'm going to sniff something out that's like, hey, man, like we had a guy out and we tested this out and we lost money on it. I want to know that. Um, and so, yeah, to answer the question, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's that's the best place for, for me and uh I'd love to have those conversations with you guys. I like that because you do uh, seem to react more to the people who don't follow your vision. It might right. might be a little contrarian. So I, I appreciate that. So I suggest all of you go out. If you can't, uh, if you didn't figure it out from this, just just stop by and check out the show notes and you'll, and you'll be able to connect with them. So I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Disjointed. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about Disjointed or read the show notes, just stop by disjointed.fm. This show is brought to you by Join the decision-making platform for the built environment. Learn more at join.build.